Good morning. Hope all is well with you today. A little earlier for me this morning, but I wanted to get this off because I have a busy day and I hope you do too. Uh, and getting out and getting around is important. We are working as we can to see what we can do to get our church open. And we are working on the process of uh, making the needed changes we need to do to protect people. And so that's going to take a little bit of time. We've ordered supplies for our church. Uh, maybe where you are, you're working on that as well. If you need help or need suggestions of things, uh, please let us know. We'll be happy to help you. Um, as you, uh, as some of you tune in and you watch our Saturday service at 11 a.m. this particular week, coming up, our uh, service will be coming from our Florida conference, and our conference president is going to speak. So. Please tune in like you normally do. It will be there for you. And we will be happy to share what the president has to say, uh, Alan Machado, um, about uh, many spiritual things as well as dealing with opening up the church, I assume. Uh, one of my texts that I learned as a young man and growing up and used to sing at camp was uh, from Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible because it is um, built on every letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Each section is the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's kind of interesting to see and know that. Um, but I'm in 119, incidentally 117, Psalm 117 is the shortest, but the longest one, and I'm just going to take one verse that may be very familiar to you, is that your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I remember when I was 18 years of age after graduating from high school, my parents packed us up right after the very next day after I graduated. We all loaded in the car. We drove back east to my grandparents home, which incidentally I'm still a little ticked about because I missed my graduation party with all my friends. I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to go because we had to leave so early in the morning. Now looking back, I think, why? That, that was too bad. But anyway, so I got to Washington, D.C., and my grandfather had a graduation present for me. And when he handed it to me and opened it up, it was a beautiful King James version of the Bible with my name printed on it. I used that all through high school, early part of my ministry, went to the seminary. Um, I still have it around. I'd show it to you now, but it's in my office. But it is uh, something that treasured, and I... I think the words of this book, your, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light into my path. It's very, very true. I, uh, I go through a lot of Bibles. I use a Bible about every, every three, four or, four or five years. I have to get a new one because I wear them out. Um, so, uh, but that's just the way it is. Aren't you glad I wear it out? And so uh, I love the Bible. I love what it shares with me. It is always new, something always fresh with me as I'm always learning. There seems to be such more and more and more. Um, I've looked back at all my sermons that I've preached and I said, I've barely preached hardly any of the Bible because there's so much in there uh, to share and have, and I hope. I have this Bible 101 with Bill that is on YouTube or you can find it other places which helps if you're just learning how to use the Bible, please come and be part of that. Um, they start in a series one, uh, I've finished number five. We'll have number six coming out very shortly. 
and then that you are able to uh, find your way about the Bible and learn about the Bible. Um, even if you're brand new to it, doesn't matter. You'll find your way. I think you'll find helpful hints. And if you've been there a long time, it's a good refresher if you need to go back to some of that. Some of us are ignorant about the Bible, and that's quite all right if we're just willing to learn and to make it happen. There was a, a pastor, he was preaching a sermon, and he said, uh, in it, he asked, uh, he was the question, and in humor, he asked, uh, what are the epistles? And his response to that in humor, of course, he's joking, was, well, they're the wives of the apostles. Well, after his sermon, the lady came up and says, I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't know um, uh, what you meant by that. I didn't get the joke. Um, what are the epistles? And she said, if they're not the wives of the apostles, well, then whose wives are they? <laughs> epistles simply mean letters. The letters in the Bible, and most of them were written by Paul, as you find in the New Testament. A uh, couple others here and there, but they mostly by Paul. The epistles that he wrote to people, letters that he wrote to people. So you may have a new modern version that just says letters. Well, the Bible can be a great guide and a great help to you. If you look and follow and read it and share with it, it can be the light and the and the lamp to your, to your journey as you... Uh, follow after the Lord. It is of comfort to me. It is a great book to research and to look and to see. And it's constantly adding new things to my life. And I hope it does to yours. Give it a shot if you have it. And some people say, well, I, I just couldn't get to the begats that are all the, all the family heritage. Then skip it and read on and see what you can find. Let me pray with you. Dear Lord, I thank you that we can have the scriptures and that can be a book open to us and that you can show us your way. It is a way that you chose to communicate with us, not only through prayer and through your son, but the Bible reveals to us your will, reveals to us your son, reveals to what's coming. I thank you, Lord, for that. Be with us today, guide in our lives, protect those that are ill, and those that are serving. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Hope to see you tomorrow morning. Uh, and please plan on being uh, with our whole conference on, um, imagine 70,000 people uh, tuning in to uh, watch the, uh, the conference's worship service at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. God bless.